Hey, it's the Next Level Contractor Podcast. Yeah, I'm talking about my news, baby. I'm here with Bryce Boyle Hoban. How's it going? <laughs> We're doing it every Monday at 7 a.m. and 30 minutes or less with no bullshit. And helping small businesses and contractors be more profitable with better leads and better systems. We'll do it live! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! And today we're talking about communicating green and sustainability to your customers and clients. And, you know, Bryce here talks a lot about this stuff and when he's writing and we do a lot of work for a sustainable home builder and I just wanted him to have a chance to kind of talk through some of the things he's learned in that process and he's come he's gonna be speaking at an upcoming panel um, what day when is that uh, November 7th I believe is the date and it's at Sheridan yep um, in Bloomington yep. in Bloomington Minnesota and you know part of a panel they're talking about sustainability and communicating that so this is the, the pregame, oh, yeah. so to speak. Uh, so first of all, first of all, slash first off in one uh, convenient phrase, um, first of all, why is green, green and sustainable building taking off and where are we at in the cycle or the timeline of this like development? Yeah, so I would kind of compare that the green movement um, almost to kind of a similar movement that's also kind of going on right now is like the health movement where people are really prioritizing um, being healthy and being fit and taking care of themselves. And we've kind of seen that shift into, um, you know, the products they buy in terms of food. So making sure that they're getting organic food and healthy food. Um, and so that movement, it's kind of shifted into an overall lifestyle of being really healthy and that has kind of moved into um, you know the sustainability um, aspect of buying you know sustainable clothes um, sustainable food and now we're seeing um, kind of sustainable uh, home building as well um, where yeah. it's kind of that holistic approach where it's okay I'm buying my groceries from you know Trader Joe's or whatever I'm getting my clothes from Patagonia, but my home that I live in every day, I think I can improve that too. Yeah. In terms of it being, you know, more sustainable. And so that's kind of it's I would consider it like a holistic approach where people are really looking to improve their lives. And they're also um, you know, are kind of concerned with the direction that our planet is heading towards. Um there's definitely a a stronger level of awareness. Um CNN just had a uh, town hall, a climate change town hall, such national television where millions of people are tuning in and kind of being more informed about, you know, what's going on with the planet and how can they, you know, help lessen their own carbon footprint. Yeah, so I think one of the things that people might feel a little concerned about if they're about to promote this for their company is just, it's kind of the same thing as if you ever do anything like charitable or something like that. You don't want to do it in a way that seems disingenuous mm -hmm. or fake or or that kind of thing. So how do you promote this without being cheesy? You know what I mean? How do you say it about yourself without coming off weird? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Or it's a good question. Um, 
I think the big thing is just making sure that you're being authentic. Um, so being transparent with what makes you green, what makes you sustainable. It's easy to just, you know, throw up or a sustainable home builder on the top of your homepage. But then if you're not getting into it um, at all or getting into the nitty gritty, you know, you look like you're greenwashing there. Greenwashing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, talk to me about this is a term. Yeah, so there are, this is obviously kind of one of the uh, negative side effects of the sustainability movement is that companies are understanding that, oh, well, if our consumers are more interested in buying a product that is considered green, we'll just say, you know, we're green. A, yeah, exactly. We'll we're a, we're sustainable. Slap that on the marketing. Yeah, and people don't look into the you know the ingredients to ensure that it is actually. Isn't that, okay? Green. So I think I have heard that in in the health. Is that where it stems from, or is like um, the health side of stuff? Greenwashing. I'm not entirely sure. I just know I've heard that in something like that related with health because I know that people do that. They basically like they'll just throw on organic or they'll you know even just green on your packaging. Yeah starts to, it gives people this assumption oh this must be healthy exactly oh it's not healthy right <laughs> it's actually trash it's yeah. Kind of, yeah and i would also say that i companies that who want to you know push themselves as being sustainable i wouldn't be so much as worried about coming off as cheesy but i would be a little more worried as coming off as just like a one-trick pony yeah because you know we have we work with sustainable mine and not only do they have sustainable homes but they're also, you know, modern, they're luxury homes, and they've really pushed on kind of the idea of Minnesota modern, so that makes them unique. And, you know, you look at other really successful sustainable brands like Peace Coffee here in the Twin Cities, not only- Fair trade too, right? Yeah, fair trade, yep. Not only are they fair trade and treat all their employees with respect and all the, you know, the coffee bean farmers well, but they also have great coffee. People love their coffee. And yeah, it reminds me of like when people would talk at a restaurant and talk about how it's organic and all these things. I'm like, but is it delicious? Right. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm happy to buy something organic if it's also delicious. Exactly. So um, it has to be more than one thing. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely a key component to being a successful sustainable brand. And like another example I always talk about, or I love Patagonia. They have, you know, you walk into their store in St. Paul and on the left and right of the walls, they have everything outlined of you know where they get their materials from and the process and why they are sustainable but on top of that you know their products are very stylish they're very yeah. functional they're very durable um all right all right Bryce. <laughs> Bryce, we know you like uh you know you like patagonia right. all right no just kidding we, we tease Bryce about patagonia but uh all right so how should you use this in your website design and copy um, I think, yeah, no, I'm just gonna leave that question out there. Yeah. So I think I kind of mentioned this earlier, but it's important to actually dive into the details of what makes your company green. Um, and so I think, you know, having a dedicated page that talks about, you know, why sustainability, why did we choose this direction? Why are we passionate about it? Um, why is it beneficial for you, the consumer? Um, you know, a big thing that you know, we help sustainable nine push on is, yeah, we have sustainable homes and it's good for the environment, but it's also good for you because you're going to be saving money on, you know, utility bills down Ooh, the road. So it's a good huge. investment. Yeah. It's a huge, it's a great investment. And, um, you know, if you're gonna, you know, 
if you want to build a modern home, you might as well make it, you know, a sustainable one because it's a great investment overall. And I've seen some numbers around if people were faced with, you know, various options on their home and how that would price, uh, affect the price. And one of the things was that home performance, which kind of goes hand in hand with green, the home performance and like the, um, the, the ability to have a home that's, that's energy efficient mm-hmm. was like a really big selling point because that is money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When it hits somebody's pocketbook, that's when it like sometimes becomes more real to people. Right. And, uh, and that energy efficiency obviously is also good for the environment. So it's right. like, I like how you're saying basically it can hit multiple points. Mm-hmm. And the more specific you get, right? Like the more specific, that's why I like always want to do like little detail videos on stuff like I was talking to sustainable nine about like you know certain little aspects of the way that they seal windows is really you know mm-hmm. energy efficient like it's best when you can show little details mm-hmm. because you know it's kind of like in design and visual design and, and web design like if you focus on a couple really key prominent details it it really bring, makes the whole thing look really good like mm-hmm. Um, and I think the same goes with marketing. Like you need to zoom in on this, the detail so that they can see a very specific example of why, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And as close as you can get, I think video is a great way to do that. But I think, yep. you know, even if you just have a picture of these different components, this is just an example. It doesn't have to be every single component that you do that's green, that's sustainable, that's energy efficient. But if you can zoom in on these key details, people get a sense that you care about that stuff. And so they're going to trust you a little bit more on everything. Now I'm saying you probably should make the whole thing good, but Mm -hmm. I'm saying like just these details give people an understanding of a representative understanding of the stuff that you're doing. That is that way. Absolutely. And kind of branching off of that. And this is something we've done once again for S nine where you don't, even if you aren't necessarily doing that right now doing like let's say a new technology comes forward that's very sustainable and maybe you have future plans to incorporate it into your own services even if you aren't doing that right now it's a good idea to like you know throw up an article or a blog post about it just to show that you are you know one of the leading um you know green builders or whatever it is and that you are up to date on the technology and you are looking to you know improve your own uh services Absolutely. Are people searching for this stuff on Google? Yeah. So we, we've found, you know, we can find pretty good keywords for, you know, sustainable home builders and sustainable homes. It's definitely not as much as if you're typing sustainable clothing brands or sustainable food brands, where that's kind of more of still very mainstream. Whereas, But those all kind of promote these ideas right. and that's going to lead to more, right? Like, yep. Just yeah. the idea of sustainability is, is kind of pushing now and is going to continue to grow for some time. So that will likely increase, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. The food, the food that we eat and the clothes that we wear were definitely kind of the first things where, where people were looking to become more sustainable in. And, you know, once again, it's kind of now that holistic approach where people are really starting to look how they can have a sustainable home. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely expecting you know people to be more once this awareness um once their awareness grows of the option of building a sustainable home that more and more people will be searching for it and more and more people will be considering it as an option when they're looking to build their 
their dream home. Now, what are some like organizations or badges or things that you can be part of and get? And are they, is it worth it for home builders and, and people to, to worry about that stuff, to be part of these groups? Yeah. So, I mean, there are a ton of different certifications and, um, you know, all those kind of things that you can get with, with being a sustainable home builder. Um, you know, like the panel I'm, I'm speaking at um, in a few weeks here is uh, for Green Path. Um, and so these Green Path homes, they've reached a certain amount of, you know, um, efficiency, home efficiency, and being a certain level of, you know, sustainable. And there are definitely some that are more value than others in terms of, you know, these um, these little certifications you can yeah. get. So I would recommend, you know, do the research, see if your competitors are part of them. And if they are part of them, would you suggest that or would you suggest not doing it if the competitors are part of it? I would suggest, you know, that's a differentiation point that they have on you. So if you could, if it is worth going for, if it is a good enough certification, yeah. I would recommend, you know, trying to get that on your own website. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, there's not that many of these yet, right? Like there's these types of organizations. Yeah, there's, I mean, there are a few um, ones that you wouldn't take as seriously where... There's like cheesy ones right, online. Yeah. Right, um, So those types of ones, like unless there's actual brand equity in the badge, like there, people actually care about it. Like I don't believe in BBB that much. Oops, sorry, I probably should say, but like, frankly, other people's customers do. So that's all that matters. Right. And if people, if your customers actually care about that, then that's what matters. Right. And most, you're saying that there's some organizations that are kind of cheesy or not, yeah. not real, like people don't actually care about them, but Green, right. like, Green, uh, Path, Green is, Path, they probably do. Yeah. And you know, the, the level you have to take your homes to achieve a Green Path rating is like is pretty substantial and it's <laughs> so you you approve i approve <laughs> not that the green path people are actually going to listen to us but that is cool that you are speaking on that panel and you also like their certification yeah nice okay so how can, how does being green and sustainable affect these companies price points and is it good for profitability yeah so because to to put this in simple terms, as about simple as you can get, you know, you take a, a corporation that is cutting costs, operational costs, by dumping pollution into a river. And then there's regulations that come forward and they can't do that anymore and they have to properly dispose of it. That uh, ends up obviously costing more for their operations. So then yeah. their price goes up. Yeah. So with a lot of these sustainable products and homes, the prices sometimes can be a little, a little higher but as we mentioned before, it's an investment, especially mm -hmm. with homes where you are paying more upfront, but in the long run, you're going to, you know, have a better return on your investment. It is kind of a, it, I mean, at the time being, it's a little bit of a luxury item, right? Like not right. everyone can afford a perfectly like sustainable home, right? Yep. And hopefully as time progresses and sustainability comes, becomes more mainstream and all industries, it'll bring the prices you know, down more, at but the, at the same time, though, like we talk about commodity versus like a premium product or service. Like, obviously, if you're doing this, if you're a home builder and you're doing this, you're not in a race to the bottom price wise. Right. And I do think that race to the bottom is where profits really get destroyed. Right. Because people do it because they need to have work for their people. So they'll just 
do it just to keep their people employed versus this is kind of taking that other approach like you're talking about other things like modern and you know other things you can be like luxury homes and stuff like that these types of endeavors so to Mm -hmm. speak it's it's a little harder you have to have a higher standard for the types of work you're doing but you're likely not in like a really no holds barred like pricing battle right you know what i mean Right. Because then people start to know you for the quality. Thus, you really, I think, got an advantage to actually have higher prices. I mean, I'm not talking about the common man who's able to afford your stuff because, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe they're less likely to afford mm-hmm. your stuff. But for the home builder themselves, they're probably much more likely to have better margins. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. What's the, uh, what's the future of this stuff? Green and sustainable. Like, what's the future of this for home builders and construction companies in general and the future of it for marketing yeah i would say it's it's definitely not a trend that's going away anytime soon it definitely seems to be picking up picking up speed as we go along and um i think the future you know the 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 sky's kind of the limit with sustainability and in terms of everything as you know we're we're seeing companies like that you wouldn't normally expect to kind of dive into being more sustainable, like embracing it and realizing that it's such a, it can be such a big factor in terms of, you know, your brand image, which is a big thing. Um, And which kind of goes back to some, some brands greenwashing, but for those who are doing it and being authentic, um, you know, it's a, it's a really good thing. And yeah, I I expect it to continue to grow through all industries, especially the home. For how long industry. would you say till twenty twenty five? I I think it's, it's like one. I, in, yeah, sorry. What I um yeah, I, I kind of think it's like here to stay. I I don't really see it going anywhere anytime soon for sure. That's awesome. It's good to hear. I mean, really, the like I look at a lot of home builders websites, right? Like we're always talking to different ones, and um, whether we're redoing their website or whether we're just like you know, chatting. Um, and there's a lot of, I'd say like one in 20, one in 30 that has this sustainable focus. So I'd say there's a lot of space still mm-hmm. for more home builders to get on board. I'm not trying to like cre- create competitors for mm-hmm. awesome clients or anything, but there is, there is definitely room for this industry to grow. And it's a positive thing for everybody, obviously long term. So I don't think it's a bad thing if more people get into this game. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, uh, Sustainable Nine, they do a good job with their messaging of, you know, trying to promote that this is an actual option. And they kind of are trying to push the industry that that way. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. they don't want a ton of, you know, new, modern, sustainable home builders coming up in Minnesota. But they want to increase that awareness and they want to push, you know, maybe not a home builder to go full bore sustainable, but to think twice about where they're sourcing their materials from and, you know, things like that. I love that. Is now you're a writer for a lot of construction companies, and I have I have a feeling that there's some people out there that are maybe intimidated by the prospect of writing for their own company. First of all, what do you think is good for like a business owner or even somebody in marketing at a construction company to try their hand at blogging? Why could it be useful for them to try their hand? Yeah, I mean, I think there are many benefits to having a blog on your site. You know, first there's SEO, obviously, you know, it's a huge factor in getting your website ranking well and getting people to your website and increasing your awareness overall. And I think it's just, it's a good idea to, um, you know, 
it, it positions you as an expert and if you know you can kind of show your authenticity and your passion through your writing and you know why it's important to you and why it matters to the end consumer um, you know it, it really position positions you in a in a really strong way um, especially like over your competitors who aren't blogging and I want to throw one thing out there I also think it clarifies your thoughts as somebody like I write and we we have you know you write and other people in our company write for our blog and we've I've had other people outside the company write for our blog but like every once in a while when I can not every once in a while I write a lot but when I can get in there and write like it really does clarify my thoughts like I just did a blog post about like five trends in marketing right now and it was really good for me to think about this and mm -hmm. to really think in a way like I have to make I have to make this blog good enough that will feel proud to share it on social media and I have to kind of like think about these things. So like it's actually the processing of the concepts that I think it's good for home builders, for, for owners to do occasionally. I mean, we, we write on behalf of construction companies. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm not trying to get rid of our job. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, the, but the point is, is every once in a while dipping your toes into writing is a really powerful way to kind of clarify your thoughts on something and get better at communicating it. So I think it's good for like a person selling. I think it's good for anyone that's involved in the selling process mm -hmm. because as you clarify your thoughts, as you figure out how to bullet point it and make headlines and stuff like that, you're thinking about why do what do actual what do people care about this stuff? Why why do they care? What do I know? And you kind of actually realize, you might surprise yourself, man, I'm more of an expert than I thought with this uh this blog right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think it's a really good experience too. Not just uh, it's not just good for you on the outside. I think it's good for you on the inside as a human. Yeah. And uh, just any more general writing tips for home builders, construction companies? Um. Yeah, I think you know just to kind of reiterate, um, you know, making sure that whether it's just on your homepage, on your services page, or on your blog, just making sure to you know be authentic and to really get into the, the nitty-gritty the details and to really help people understand why it is you chose to be a sustainable home builder and why they should care um, and overall you know make sure that you're not being too over promotional and that's just kind of a basic writing tip yeah. for any yep. anyone blogging is yep. to you know always position the consumer as the hero and to figure out you know what their needs are what they're looking for, what their problems are, and to find a way to address that in your writing. Exactly. I love what you're saying about not being over-promotional because, frankly, it should be about them and their problems that they're having and how you can help them live a better life. And, it, like, it's hard to do all the time. It's hard because we, we feel like we're writing marketing material, so we should be talking about us. But if you can kind of pull yourself out of that and try to push towards you want a partner you can trust to build the home of your dreams, right? Like you want, you know, the focus on you is huge. And same with your blog posts. How can you dig up the problems that your ideal customers have? How can you make it really clear that you're going to answer that um, I like bullet points at the beginning of a blog post. Mm -hmm. I like asking provocative questions. 
I like anything that really kind of captures their attention quick. I mean, really, you can make a big promise. And I mean, one of the things that I like, just as far as big promises go, because basically these blog posts have to be about them. It's hard. Big promises go. I think it's important to to say what they can expect if they do what you say in the blog post. Now, you could say you have to run a 100-mile marathon and you're going to be fit at the end of it. You still can promise them that if you do everything in this blog post, you will be fit. <laughs> right? So you can promise, like, if you do these things, this will happen, right? So um, make big promises. I mean, otherwise people aren't going to read your shit. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so be provocative. Make big uh, big promises, ask good questions, bullet point stuff, and make it all about them. Try to solve their problem. And I think you're going to have a... Mm-hmm. And if you do that, yeah. people are going to flock to your blog. Oh, yeah. You see how? You see what I did that there? That was good. That was good. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So thank you guys for listening. Bryce, thanks for spending the time. Thanks for having me. And uh, I hope you guys, if you're in the Twin Cities area, you check out the... What is it? Green Builders? Yeah, Green Green Path, um, the Builders Conference. And yeah, it's at the Sheraton, I believe, in Bloomington on November 7th. November 7th. So see you guys there. Uh, Bryce will be there and answering questions along with some other panelists. I think it's going to be a good time. And thank you for listening to the Next Level Contractor Podcast. We're doing it every Monday at 7 a.m. No bullshit. 30 minutes or less. And we're helping small businesses and construction companies be more profitable with better leads and better systems. And it's brought to you by Hook Agency, hookagency.com and Hook Agency all over social media. Thank you for joining us.